Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. This is RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Round five out of six of this year's IMSA Prototype Challenge presented by Mazda. 22 cars on the grid. There will be 13, 14, excuse me, LMP3 cars and eight MPCs. The LMP3s will start ahead of the MPCs. Two cars at the back of the grid are car number 86 and number 11. They've both made some changes to their driver lineups before the starter is to go to the back. Starting last will be Dave House for one motorsports in car number 86. Alongside him with a change of starting driver will be Kyle Masson in car number 11, driving alongside his father, Robert. Onto the 10th row, we get Howard Jacobs will start car number 77, also for the Performance Tech Motorsports team. His teammate Stephen Dawes in a 19th position in car number 22. Paul LaHaye will start in car number 36 in the 18th in the uh, 18th position that's for one motorsports ahead of him in 17th on the grid john brownson for eurosport racing kind of a 34. the front row of the grid in mpc and second position tazio otis for car number 28 for wolf motorsports and on the pole position michael klomecki in car number 31 for eurosport racing moving on to the lmp2 cars 14th on the grid overall is jim garrett in car number 42 for p1 motorsports that's a ligier jsp3 similar car with his teammate joel janko in car number 25 on the inside of the seventh row ahead of them on the grid another p1 ligier matt dick in aboard car number 17 and in the 11th position, kind of 88 for five miles out racing, that's a Norma M30, is Charles Chi. Row five on the outside, Cameron Castles for Performance Tech Motorsports in car number 75, and Dean Baker for Ansa Motorsports in car number four. Row four, the grid, Rob Hoders for KTR, KT, K2R Motorsports in car number 51, and making his debut this weekend, Bruce Hamilton for Wolver Racing in car number 60. Row three, Hannah Zellers for five miles out racing. We started the race. Yes. That was great. Sorry about that. Okay, well, let's, let's continue to run around the grid in that case. Hannah Zellers in car number 87 and car number three, Max Hanready on row two. Keith Grant in car number 40 for Polestar and car number seven for Leo Lamellas for Charles Rick Racing on the second row. And on the front row, Austin McCusker for 47 motorsports in car number 47. And a pole sitter, the, the championship leader for extreme speed motorsports in car number 30 is Chris Wright. And he keeps the lead off the start of the race. Thank you, Jeremy Shaw, for getting through the grid of this uh, IMSA Prototype Challenge race. It is at Virginia International Raceway is where we find ourselves. And Chris Wright in the number 30 comes in as the championship leader to round five of six. And he has a new co-driver this weekend, but it is all about him right now starting this race. He has a good lead over Austin McCusker in a Norma chassis who is fighting off Leo Lamellis and Keith Grant in their two Ligiers as well. Off the lead, Michael Klemecki had a great start. He was already mixing it up with some of the LMP3 cars ahead of him, but for now, Completing lap one, Chris Wright holds on to the lead. Leo Lamellis is fighting to hold on to the third position. 
Austin McCusker is just trying to keep eyes on Chris Wright, though, as they come through. And, oh, there's a spinner going into turn one. Two spinners, as a matter of fact. That is a white and purple car. Is that Joel Jenko uh, from the beginning in car number 25? The car that has stopped on track is the number 60. Uh, that is Bruce Hamilton in his Ligier, mm. and it was 88. No, it was the Normus. That was ha uh, Charles Chi who came together with Bruce Hamilton, and both of them have continued. Chris Wright under a lot of pressure from the Norma of Austin McCusker. Race winner last time out was McCusker at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. The Norma is very, very, very good on the straights, but it is the Ligier that holds the advantage through the twisty bits. Right now, though, Chris Wright needs to make sure that he has enough of a gap over the Norma because when they come down the straight, the advantage goes to the car behind him. Yeah, so a, a good start there for uh, Chris Wright. And, uh, but a lot of pressure going behind. Let's have a look at, uh, see what happened there. Charles Chi and uh, number 60 car, Bruce Hamilton, getting together there. Bruce Hamilton... Uh, is uh, one of the, well, both, they're both Masters contenders. And Charles Chi looked to just run into the back of Bruce Hamilton as we have a yellow flag. Leo Lamellis goes for a spin at the top of the roller coaster. Uh, car 60 is stopped on course. So is Bruce Hamilton still there? Maybe wasn't able to get going again. And the yeah. yellow flag is out. Full course caution. We will be going to safety car. So two laps completed. This is a, a one hour and 45 minute race. There'll be a mandatory pit stop at some stage during the race. And uh, during that pit stop will have to take a minimum of four minutes. That's just to allow plenty of time to refuel the cars. Uh, the drivers will have to get out of the car, then get back in again. Some of the drivers are, are driving solo, but the majority, particularly in LMP3, uh, have uh, two drivers to share to the car during this one hour and 45 minute race. Well, not only get out of the car, Jeremy, but importantly, climb back over the wall. They can't just stand next to the car, which we've seen people do before and then get uh, trapped up. And yeah, that, that was a moment where Bruce Hamilton was not going to remove himself. The rear wheels were stuck on the dirt side as the lower half of the car was stuck flat on the pavement. So he needs a little bit of uh, martial power to try and get moving again. Little MX-5 leading the field around. Man, I would love to be driving even one of those around Virginia International Raceway. 3.27 miles, elevation changes aplenty. And the track right now, the story of the race, in case you're joining us for the first time today, has been changeable conditions. It rained earlier on. It doesn't look like it now, but uh, the track was soaking wet. And we do have more thunderstorms in the area. It is possible to get a little bit of moisture falling for this race, which would be for many drivers out there, Jeremy, the first time they would be running in these cars in the wet conditions. Yeah, so that'll be uh, certainly a challenge for these uh, drivers. Various incidents there on the first lap. Leo Lamellis there in car number seven, just locking up and just carrying too much Ooh. speed at the top of the roller coaster. Around he goes, and uh, he's one of the guys who's uh, looking to try and get himself into contention for the championship. Fourth place coming in here. Chris Wright, the uh, in the race leading car, car number 30, 
for Extreme Speed Motorsports. He leads the championships. He's got a 13-point edge over Austin McCusker in a normal kind of a 47 for 47 motorsports. He's running in second place at the moment. So those two in championship positions. But Max Hanratty, he is running in fourth place now in car number three. He is third in the championship, just five points behind McCusker. And five points behind Hanratty is Leo Lamellis in that car number, number seven. And he was lucky there was Lamellis, mm. the young Brazilian, not to lose more than just a couple of positions. Bruce Hamilton has continued around the circuit. Good to see. The class split is going on right now, which will be extremely frustrating for Michael Klemecki, John Brownson, and Kyle Masson, who's showing has started the number 11 MPC entry that he shares with his father, Robert Masson, who's well involved in the championship. For those three cars, they had already managed to get around a pair of LMP3 cars, even though it was uh, very early on into the race. The MPC cars, very nimble. They're, I keep calling them go-karts on steroids because that's what they look like when you get up close to them. And the drivers who get to participate in these races, particularly drivers who have won championships in the MPC cars, miss them. Once they've graduated, they always talk about how fun they were. Yeah, very much true. And uh, if, uh, if it does get wet later on, certainly the guys in the LMP3 cars are going to be a little bit happier because yes. they're going to have a roof over their heads. <laughs> They'll certainly be like drier. The car is uh, pulling off the race right there. We're going to go back to green with three laps in the books. Chris Wright is going to have to hold off Austin McCusker once again. Green flag is back out and waving. And I believe that was Bo Barfield standing up on the starter stand as Austin McCusker has a look down the inside of Chris Wright. And Chris Wright manages to shut the door. He should be able to pull out a tiny bit of a gap as Keith Grant is right there in third as well in the bright yellow Ligier. And then we find Cameron Castles. <laughs> he must have made some, some one <laughs> heck of a start there. Um, at, at, uh, and he's, he passed at the restart. He passed well half a dozen cars to move from ninth place up into fourth or five cars to get up into fourth place as they cross the line. Well, Jeremy, and uh, the 11 That's goes Kyle for a Masson. spin. Kyle Masson going for a spin. That's well, odd. Former champion. Yeah, a defending MPC champion, although he's not going to uh, be able to retain that crowd this year. He was the champion in 2017. But uh, it's all about track knowledge, Jeremy. And for, oh, as uh, Kyle Masson was assisted by John Brownson into that spin uh, and actually yeah, did a good excitement. job of uh, holding on to it. We've been talking about the advantage all day of having come off the track. You jump into another race car, you know where the grip is. That is exactly the case for Cameron Castles, albeit he was just driving a car with 620 horsepower. Now he's getting into an LMP3 machine, much tighter cockpit. He's going to have to recalibrate the brain, but he has the advantage over the competition. He knows where the grip is. That's true. It's dry. It's fully dry now, though, so yep. uh, they can turn some quick lap times. The, uh, po the pole time uh, set the earlier on today was a 1 minute 42.3. So that's kind of the benchmark uh, we can look forward to. This is the first time that LMP3 cars have raced at VIR. For John Brownson, running into the back of Kyle Masson could be very costly. He's the championship leader in the MPC class coming into this weekend as Jim Garrett goes off at the final turn and spins around. Doesn't hit anything, though. We'll have to wait and see if he can get going again. Uh, it's showing his... Yes, it is Jim Garrett in that number 42 at Ligier from P1 Motorsports. 
if John Brownson is given a penalty, forced to do a drive-through, and for some reason drops back behind all of his competition that he can't then get around, he could drop back to seventh, possibly even eighth in the championship standing, going from the lead when he came into this race. Yes, that could be uh, very costly. And there it is. Incident responsibility with the 11. It is a drive-through penalty for John Brownson, which will give the lead to Michael Klemecki. Second place will be Tazio Otis, who shares a car with M. Bart Wolf, who uh, will be taking over a little bit later on. Jim Garrett just driving off completely on his own there. Yeah, just carried too much speed into the final corner. And the, the battle for the championship in uh, Mazda Prototype Challenge is ridiculously it's close. Great. John Browson had a one-point advantage over Robert Masson coming into this weekend. Dave House was equal on points with Robert Masson. One point behind them are M. Bart Wolf and Tazio Ortiz, who share car number 28. One point behind them are both uh, Paul LaHaye in car number 36 and Stephen Dawes. Who's driving one of the uh, performance tech motorsports cars that's car number 22 he is tied together as well and just four points behind them are howard jacobs in the other performance tech car car number 77 so seven points covering the top seven drivers <laughs> in mpc so as you were saying shay that penalty for john brownson could end up being very very costly yeah and john brownson's been having a good year so Keen there gets into the back of the youngster Karmason, of course, won the championship a couple of years ago. He's no spring chicken, but he's no Dave House, and I feel like we should pay That's tribute true. to Dave House, who won the race at Sebring in the MPC category, led overall at one point. And uh, how much life experience does Dave House have? Uh, 75. 75 yep. Yep. years worth of life experience, the oldest winner in the IMSA competition. And uh, we do love Dave House. He's back racing again this weekend, currently running in fifth in the number 86 machine. There's a battle at the front of the field for the lead as Chris Wright, who has a lot of sponsors here this weekend with iHeartRadio running on his number 30 machine for the first time, is trying to hold off Austin McCusker in the Norma off. And uh, John Brownson's going to be making another trip down the pit lane because he was speeding. He was three kilometers an hour over the limit as he came to serve his first penalty. So bad day turns a little bit worse for John Brownson, unfortunately. But the battle for the lead, it was the overall best sector one for Chris Wright and then the overall best sector two for Austin McCusker. So when the Ligier gets into that sector one where it's more a more technical part of the racetrack, he's able to pull a tiny little bit of a gap. But then when it comes to the part of the track where it's the long straights, advantage, Norma. That is, uh, that is true. Good battle here at the lead though, isn't it? With yeah. uh, Chris Wright there. This is the for the championship between these two. Separated yeah. as I said a few minutes ago by just uh, by thirteen points, which is uh, yes. 
seven or eight positions for whoever win this race that they really do want to get a victory under their belts to uh, for particularly for Austin McCusker if he's going to put any pressure on Chris Wright going into the final round then he really does need to try and get a win here today he'll be sharing that number 47 car with TJ Fisher Chris Wright this weekend for the first time we'll have Stephen Simpson alongside him Stephen already a winner this season in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Driving an Orica chassis. So for Stephen Simpson to jump into a Ligier is a new experience for the South African American, should say. He got his American citizenship and is very proud of that. A little bit earlier this year, just around the 4th of July, as a matter of fact. There's another battle on track between Dean Baker and the number four machine that he will be sharing with Zachary Robichon a little bit later on in the race. A guy who has taken every headline across the weekend that has been offered to him. He is fighting, uh, well, his teammate right now, Dean Baker, is fighting with Maxwell Hanratty in the number three machine. And Hanratty comes into the weekend third in the championship. Hanratty sharing this weekend with Benjamin Waddell. So there's a lot of uh, strife going on around the track right now, a lot of disturbances in terms of trying to figure out the positions. But Baker, uh, who has now lost the position to Hanratty, so Hanratty up into the fourth position as the lead just will not settle down. And a little bit further back for MPC land, Michael Klemecki ahead of Tazio Otis, then is Kyle Masson, so he's back up into third already. And no, I take that back. Kyle Masson is back into the lead as he has gotten around Michael Klemecki. And Klemecki is now fighting to take back the position as the two of them in the MPC class are having to deal with LMP3 cars. Yeah, and uh, just showing their speed here. And uh, Kyle, Kyle Masson, who's uh, driving for performance take motorsports in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship this season, as we said a little while ago, a champion in this category a couple of years ago, trying to assist his father, Robert, to win his first championship. They, uh, they drove together for the very first time in the most recent race at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and they appeared to have won the race there. Unfortunately, they made their pit stop a little bit too late during the race. It was a full course caution, and what they should have done was make their pit stop directly when the green flag came out. They stayed out one lap longer at the green flag at the restart, and that took them under the minimum driving time. So they were put to the back of the class in MPC. That is why Robert Masson is uh, not yet in the lead of the championship. The battle for the MPC lead was broken up there by Matthew Dickin, and it was nothing that he did wrong. Matthew, who saw that the battle was coming up behind him and acknowledged that the two cars behind were quicker than he, turned on his signal coming out of turn two to let the cars behind know which side of the track he was going to move to so that the other two could get by. Kyle Masson took full advantage of that, went to driver's left, the side that was indicated he should pass on, made the move cleanly. Michael Klemecki hesitated, and it took until the exit of Oak Tree, so a long way further around the track before the move was made as the number 36 of Paul Hague goes spinning right behind the booth. I heard the wheels actually skidding across the track as the Continentals are trying to get purchase on the wet grass. That's going to be a very difficult move for Paul LaHaye in that bright, pink uh, MPC machine. Let's see if we get a replay as he comes over the top of the hill and oh, nope, doesn't quite make it. Or is that at a different point of the track? Because I'm yeah. hearing wheels spinning from behind us as well at the same time. 
Boy, that's Nobody's an eerie spinning behind us. There's a straight bit behind us. So yeah, but I definitely heard somebody with tires chattering as if they were going in the wrong direction. Unless it was just John making some interesting noises, which it could be. The number 60 of Bruce Hamilton is back out on the race course, currently running in the 22nd position. He is one lap off the lead and is now right ahead of Kyle Masson, who does not want to see an LMP3 car ahead of him, especially going into a part of the track where it is a faster bit. The LMP3 cars, the cars with the closed cockpit where you cannot see the driver's helmet very easily. Those are the cars with a bit more grunt. They've got the bigger engine to them and they are supposed to be the faster car. The MPC car where you can easily see the driver. It's an open cockpit and uh, those cars much more nimble through sector one than say sector two. It's a bit like the uh, Ligier versus the Norma in that sense, Jeremy. Yeah, good point. Uh, the uh, the two cars do make their speed in different places. See a few spots of rain out there, I think, aren't we? Now the uh, the lap time for the leader dropped off by uh, about three seconds on that last lap. 148.3, the fastest lap of the race was a 145.2. So conditions are getting a little bit treacherous out there at the moment. We are at one hour and 26 minutes to go in this race. Near enough about. Chris Wright leads almost two seconds ahead of Austin McCusker. They are a further almost nine seconds clear of Keith Grant, the number 40. And then we find Maxwell Hanratty and Dean Baker in the three and four respectively to round out the top five. Kyle Masson leads an MPC, having now put that uh, lapped car of Bruce Hamilton behind him. He is four seconds clear of Michael Klemecki and then almost 12 seconds ahead of Tazio Otis in third in the MPC class running in car number 28. Yeah, that's the 28 car that is uh, currently in the uh, fourth position in the championship, but only two points yeah. out of the lead. <laughs> I love the MPC battles, especially coming into this race when we've got, well, effectively seven drivers separated by three points. Now you might notice there's a special sticker on the Performance Tech racing cars. It's because they lost their crew chief in the time in between the last two races, Frankie Parshek, who uh, were all racing with heavy hearts, missing Frankie. He was a great man who was always the last guy to uh, have contact with the drivers. He was a brilliant mind in Performance Tech. Thinking about Frankie this weekend, they've made dedicated stickers to put on their race cars. And Frankie's already been on a couple of winning race cars so far this weekend. They're going to try and see if they can continue the tradition and uh, hopefully sweep both classes. That's what Frankie would want them to do. Yeah, absolutely. One of the hardest working guys around. There's Michael Klemecki going for a spin. Oops. But yeah, for Performance Tech Motorsports, just really, really tough few weeks. And uh, Frankie, just a great guy, super yeah. enthusiast. He's been with, uh, with uh, the O'Neill family, Brent and Gwen. For, for many, many years and uh, super, super close with the entire family. Just just absolutely tragic. Just taking way, way, way too young. So 88 has gone Chioff for a again. spin. Yeah, Charles, she's second time he's out in the yeah, grass. He's got himself up into the top 10 despite uh, the uh, the earlier incident with uh, uh, Jim Garrett off the road again as it's, well. It's getting slick out yeah, there, Jeremy. Yes, I, I think is. the rain is starting to fall down a, a bit more than it was previously. The windshield wipers 
are flickering on many of the cars and there is no improvements in any of the sector times for anybody so nobody's going quicker than they had previously howard jacobs positively crawling around the circuit almost getting in the way of the leaders that was chris wright who had to check up and then austin mccusker in response there's still three seconds between the two of them as howard jacobs goes for a spin at the final turn doesn't hit anything though that's a good thing about virginia international raceway you can go off the track if you do, you're going to collect a lot of grass, and you don't want to get too much of that because it would clog up your radiator. Charles Shee off again, and Michael Klemecki off again. It's getting very tricky out there, Jeremy. Pit yeah. window is not yet open, though. No, that's right, and uh, the gap between the first two came down a little bit on the last lap, but the, the race leader, Chris Wright, his last lap time, a 156.1, point four, excuse me, almost, uh, it's, uh, that's... 10 seconds off his best lap of the race yeah. set just uh, four laps ago so that shows you how difficult the conditions are right now uh, it doesn't matter if you come into the pits now even though the window is open that you're not not allowed to come into the pits at any time except when there is a yellow flag out i would call you can my come into the pits during the yellow flag oh during the yellow flag, during the yellow flag that's the only time that you cannot come into the pit lane so what i'm saying is at this point even though the window is not open Bring your driver in. Don't do fuel, just change the tires. Or if you wanted to do fuel, do that as well. If you elect to put fuel into the car, your pit stop time must be four minutes minimum, as Jeremy mentioned at the start of the race. But you can come in at any time and change tires. There is no rule against that. Yeah, so what you can do now is come in, change the tires. You, uh, you, you can fuel the car, you can put some, well, it doesn't really matter whether you put fuel in it because you're gonna have to, you're going to make your, your four-minute pit stop, so you might as well do that uh, when uh, when you make your driver change exactly. as well. Exactly. Hannah Zellers is off the track, the number 87 Norma. Looks like she'll be able to find some purchase and get going again. But at this stage in the race, given how many people are throwing it at the scenery, bring the drivers in, put them on their wet weather tires so they have at least a better fighting chance, even if you're not within the window yet, to make it to the end of the race on your final tank of fuel. And that's exactly what some of the teams at the head of the field are doing, including our leader, Chris Wright, coming into the pit lane. I would imagine this is going to be for some wet weather tires. Chris Wright, who races for the Extreme Speed Motorsport team, they're savvy bunch. They don't want to risk their race car. They're going to bring in Chris, put him on some uh, wet weather tires, and the wildlife has even decided to go and head for the hills. It's even too wet for the deer population. So Chris Wright needs to be careful as he comes to a stop. Well done. And the ESM crew going to work, just changing the tires. So no fuel going in the car, which means he does not have to be on the pit lane for any time. He can come and go as he pleases. There is no four-minute minimum as it is of yet. I completely agree with this strategy, call. Yeah, yeah, you need to get onto wet weather tires, I think. It's not sure whether, what the weather looks like. Uh, it's certainly pretty gray out there. I think it's unlikely that rain is going to abate, but only on... Uh, on part of the track is it fully wet so you've got to be uh, pretty convinced it's going to get wetter before you want to change onto the tires and interesting to see what which cars which teams do decide to make that call and which don't austin mccusker he has stayed out for, for in car number 47 dean baker doing a really good job to be best of the masters contenders he's also staying out there in second place in car number four uh, Leo Lamellas, after that spin early on, he moves it back up into third position at a Cameron Castles. Kyle Masson, now he's going to be the guy to watch here. He's in the uh, fifth position overall in car number 11 and leading the uh, MPC cars 
outclassed by a country mile. They're uh, just looking at a weather radar map right now. There is a big blob of rain that is coming over us and looks that it'll be continuing to come over us for at least the next 30 minutes. Bring your driver in, put them onto the wet tires, and by the time those wet tires are used up or you need to change them, the pit window's open. Then you can change your driver, refuel the car, and change the tires again if need be. But the one important thing to finish the race you have to finish. You can't throw the car off the racetrack as the number three is doing right now. That is Maxwell Hanratty who manages to pull the car and, back and, on the course. And he's just come out of the pits. And Rob Hodes who goes off course as well. Yep, Rob Hodes has done, done yep. the same thing also just coming out of the pit lane. So that would be cold wet weather tires then that are not yet brought up to temperature catching out some of the uh, drivers who are driving as if they were still on the hot slicks, which would be better grip than the cold, wet weather tires until they get up to temperature as well. And the 42 of Jim Garrett is off the course at turn three. Hopefully he can find a little bit of traction. The Continental tires are brilliant. Whoa, somebody went way wide. I think that was Dean Baker in the yellow number four. No, not Dean Baker in the yellow number four. Uh, who would that have been? Maybe Keith Grant in the yellow 40. Yep, that's who it was. <laughs> Going for a bit of grass cutting. The Continental tires, brilliant. But they work better on the black stuff than they do on the green, guys. You gotta, you gotta work with us a bit. Austin McCusker leads, having not yet come into the pit lane. Dean Baker is in second in the number four Ligier that he shares with Zachary Robichon. Leo Lamellis is in third in the number seven. And Jim Garrett just looping it, coming through turn three, carrying a little bit too much speed. Carl Masson uh, also gives up the struggle. He, he comes onto pit lane in car number 11, the MPC class leader. That'll leave Dave House, I think, out in the, the front in the in the category, the 75-year-old for one motorsports in car number 86. Oh, nope, no, he's not Very because not. he's off in the grass oh, and no, no. he's trying to push the car uphill and he's not quite going to make it. Hannah Zeller's off again in the number 87, Norma. This time at a slightly different part of the racetrack. So some of these, well, many of these drivers, having come out of the pits, presumably on wet weather tires, yes. they're not finding it any easier. They're sliding off the road right away. So you well, the, when you come out, these tires are, are really, they're stone cold. Exactly. No, no tire warmers, of course. Uh, in this championship, North America in general. So yes. they come out on cold tires and on a wet track, it's super slippery. And these wet tires won't have been used before either because we haven't had any wet weather running, I don't think, at all this season, have we? No, we haven't. Uh, we had, where was that? That was last year at Watkins Glen, I believe, was the last wet running we had yeah. when it was very, very, very wet. Dave House has not yet given up the fight. He's still trying to push the car uphill get back toward the racetrack it's tantalizingly close and just keeps getting wheel spin Dave sitting with his visor open and rain falling gently on yeah. his clear visor yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty scary to me you know yeah. people sitting out that out, uh, out there off the racetrack in these conditions Charles Chi having trouble turning his number 88 as uh, the car did not want to make the move into four and he rejoins just after five. Oh gosh yeah, it's really critical to remind your driver when they come out of the pit lane 
even if they're on wet tires, it's not like the grip is going to be instantaneously there. You still have to take time to build the heat into the tires. And, oh, Dave House, he's gotten so close. He's uh, almost high-sided it. Now he backs up a little bit as Michael Klemecki goes for a spin again. That's his third or fourth. Klemecki's still on slicks. And he, too, is having trouble getting it back uh, to the racetrack. Sure. I think he's probably on wet. So he was in a couple of laps ago. Oh, you're right, Jeremy. You're right. There were grooves on That's those. The last lap, I think. Oh, Dave's got it back out. Well back done. Back on the racetrack. Okay, good good job, Dave House. Then we'll resume at uh, a long, long way down the order again. That'll put Stephen Dawes into the lead in MPC. <laughs> ahead of John Brownson, who has, uh, who has been in the pit lane For his twice. penalties. Two penalties, weren't yes. there? That's right. There was the initial penalty for the contact with Kyle Masson, and then there was the subsequent penalty for going three kilometers an hour over the speed limit when he was serving his penalty for hitting Kyle Masson. So now the first car out on track on the wet weather tires is Chris Wright. He has taken the time to get them up to temperature, and his last lap was a two minutes and five seconds, 0.673. So he was five seconds faster the last lap than Austin McCusker in the Norma, who currently leads. Chris Wright, he's got to find 38 seconds to get up to McCusker while he's getting five seconds a lap by my rudimentary arithmetic. That would be eight laps. Yeah, and I think uh, Chris Wright will, will go quicker too once he becomes acclimated to these conditions on those wet tires. He's going to gain, I think, more than five seconds a lap. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, wets over dries at this stage. And once you get the dry, the wet weather tires into a state where they're working at their optimum, the confidence boost that comes with it allows you to just gain time hand over fist, especially when people are out there on slick tires. And believe me, I've heard all the war stories from my father about trying to drive a race car on slick tires in the wet. Something that you remember for a very long time. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a challenge. I remember doing one race many years ago when I came in to make a pit stop to put uh, to go from wets to dries and it was a long pit stop I couldn't figure out why because there was no radio communication at least in my car then and uh, I w wasn't sure they, they waved me out and the car was all over the place we had wets on one side of the car and dries <gasps> on the other oh, tell you what that was a challenge but as the track was drying <laughs> out it was actually really quite good and the car was really fast but uh, it, it was uh, it was really rather well interesting <laughs> didn't turn really well the other yeah, way. That's exactly right. Oh my! But we, we were overtaking people on a wet, wet, wet and dry line. As long as you chose the right side, it was great. <laughs> We've got uh, the 34 John Brownson in the pit lane again. This time it's not a penalty. They are changing the tires. They do the front ones first, then they'll take the jack and run around and change the back tires. And Leo Lamellas has got himself up into second place. He's finally got past Dean wow. Baker in that number four car. So number seven for Charles Wick's rating in, in conjunction with performance tech motorsports, by the way, is up into second place, a young Brazilian driver. And he's trying to trace down Austin McCusker. He's a long, long way behind him because Austin has a 28 second lead. But he is, uh, well, both of those two guys are still uh, having yeah. not yet made their pit stop. So they are remaining on dry weather tires. As is Dean Baker in third in the number four Ligier. So the first car, still Chris Wright, who is eight seconds a lot better than the leaders at this point. And the rain is really coming down now. It's starting to be to the point where you can see it on the camera shots. It's that thick and that will really be affecting the drivers who are still out there on the slick tires. They're gonna be on the radios going, 
Can I come in? Can I come in? Please? This is this is fun, but it's harrowing at this point. Yeah, it's really tricky. And, you know, yeah. they're all going to make their driver change. Oh. And uh, the uh, minimum time has not yet elapsed. It's another, what, an hour and 11 minutes to go. So yeah. another, another 10 minutes before they can make their stop to do the minimum driver time. Stephen Dawes comes into the pit lane from the lead of the MPC class in the number 22 performance tech machine. And also the 40 of Keith Grant comes in after he had a, an off-roading adventure trying to avoid the stranded Jim Garrett in turn three. They're checking the front of the car to make sure that there is no grass in the radiators, nothing to clog up the cooling ducts. And Austin McCusker is tiptoeing around the circuit as he comes out of Oak Tree. The windshield wiper is working as hard as it can, and it still is not helping very much for poor Austin McCusker. As who is that going for a spin? Charles Chi again. Makes the change. Actually, both five miles out cars yes. are uh, off uh, off at the same corner. And Howard Jacobs. Howard Jacobs going for a spin there a bit earlier on. We've also had spins from the 87 oh, of Hannah Zeller. Should we say who hasn't spun yet? Might, um, might be quicker. Who Whoa, hasn't yikes, spun yet? Scary. Yes, see, uh, but the, the, even the deer don't want to stand out trackside. They don't want to watch the race anymore. They want to go find cover. Yeah. We've got fans out here who are much better than the local wildlife. Austin McCusker, does he come into the pit lane? No, he stays out again. The last lap around was a 2 minute and 12 second adventure. This one was 2 minutes and 16. So Chris Wright, whose last lap was 2 minutes and four seconds is closing the gap at a rate of 12 seconds a lap and he's only 15 off of the next car ahead of him 25 off the lead that means within two or three laps chris wright should be back up to the lead yeah and uh, austin mccusker now he's, i mean he's losing uh 12 seconds 15, no 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 well yes but he's 30 seconds a lap slower than he was earlier on he's losing oh, yeah. a dozen seconds a lap that's uh that doesn't that doesn't compute i mean he's still he's still got another couple of laps before he's going to stay ahead of chris wright but this is a very dangerous um gamble gamble that is being taken by the number yeah. 47 team and number seven come to that yeah very much so and the four of uh, Dean Baker, because he still has yet to come into the pit lane as well. Kyle Masson rightfully back into the lead of the MPC class race as he is out there on the wet weather tires. I believe that's everybody in the MPC class who has now come in for the change of tires, uh, except for Dave House, but he had an off-track adventure, as did Howard Jacobs, who is still shown as not having made a pit stop. So those two aside... Everybody else in MPC on the wet weather tire, and there's Dave House going for another spin. Dave, Dave, come on, it's time to time to bring it in and get the wet weather tires. It's not going to dry out, guys. There is a big green storm cell sitting over top of Virginia International Raceway. Matthew Dickin, who is again another one of the drivers crawling around the the racetrack in that number 17 machine that he shares with Corey Lewis. Matthew Dickin has not been in the pit lane. He is still out on slicks. He needs to come in. There comes a point in time where this goes from being a really good potential good gamble idea. to being a really, really bad idea. Yeah, it does rather. The light bulb that had flickered over some people's heads is now just sitting completely unilluminated. It will not turn on. 
as Dave House has spent, ooh, he spun right in front of two of the LMP3 cars. Now, who is that? I think it was Dean Baker and Leo Lamellis, actually. That could have been really bad. Really nasty. As Matthew Dickin has stayed out. So drivers who have not yet made a trip down the pit lane. Austin McCusker in the 47. Leo Lamellis in the 7. Dean Baker in the 4. Uh, Cameron Castles in the 75. Matthew Dickin in the 17. Bruce Hamilton in the 60. Dave House in the 86. And Howard Jacobs in the 77. Every other car has been down the pit lane at least once. And every other car we think is running on the wet weather tires. That's at least what makes sense. It's wet out there. It's not drying up. Yeah, and uh, and Chris Wright has moved past Dean Baker on that on that lap, and not only that, he's pulled away 13 seconds from him because uh, Dean Baker turned a two minutes 28 on that lap. Uh, the race leader a two minutes 20. Chris Wright a 2:12. The fastest guy on the track that lap was uh, Max Hanratty in sixth position in car number th number three. He turned a 2:11. He also is on wet weather tyres. He's second of those cars on, on wet weather tires in car number three in sixth position. Austin McCusker, 2.20 last lap. Chris Wright, 2.12 last lap. So it was only an eight second gain. I say only, tongue firmly in cheek because the gap between the first three cars is 38 seconds. And I think that was partially because Chris Wright and Leo Lamellis were the two who came across the spinning Dave House. So Chris Wright had to back out of it at a point in time where he would have otherwise kept his foot firmly planted down. Cameron Castles has given up the unequal struggle in car number 75. He's brought yeah. that car onto pit lane. He was running. Smart. Well, he actually ran as high as, as fourth place. He's done a really good job yeah. uh, with Cam in that car, but uh, that's clearly a battle that he wasn't going to win. It was only going to end up in tears. So he has made his pit stop. And look at Austin McCusker. Boy, i got to hand it to him. He's doing a fantastic job because mm. he's keeping that car, well, uh, he's leading a race, let's leave it that yes. way. Yes. Uh, and he's still got a, a lead of 35 seconds over Leo Lamellis. But he now is about to be overtaken, if he hasn't already been, I think he perhaps he has now, by Chris Wright in car number 30. The other quick car on the track is car number 11, that's Kyle Masson. And we were just given a perfect visual representation of the difference between wet weather tires and dry tires in the current condition because Kyle Masson drove by Dave House as if Dave House was not only chained to a post, but then was hugging it too, because he wasn't going anywhere. And Kyle Masson is booking, but so was Dave House before things got going, in terms of the weather opening up. And Dave wasn't going slowly on purpose. It's just the advantage you get when you're on the wet weather tires and conditions are like this. To me, there's just no point in being on slicks. Uh, the pit window is going to open soon. It's 45 minutes, isn't it, the uh, minimum? Yes. Drive time. Yes. So that's minutes. that's still five minutes away. Yeah. Roughly. Four, four, yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. But Austin McCusker is crawling around the circuit. He's got to have eyes bigger than those on the deer that was bounding across the racetrack because driving in these conditions is nerve wracking in the best of times. You're driving a machine that costs more than you've ever made in your entire life when you're Austin McCusker, the youngster, and you're just thinking, don't throw it off, don't throw it off, don't throw it off. Yes, he's going for the championship lead, trying to fight 
Chris Rideoff, who is coming like a steam train because he is on the proper tires for the conditions. 20 seconds faster the last lap was Chris Wright than Austin McCusker. Whoops. This would be terrifying. And and just, just like ice there at Oak yeah. Tree Corner. Austin McCusker, he could barely get that car turned. But turn it, he does, and he, he keeps it on the right track. This is a tremendous effort Jeez. by the youngster here from, from Long Island in the car number 47. Glen Head in uh, New York, that's on Long Island. <laughs> that's a, that's a, uh, a pretty ballsy job here. He's, uh, uh, like Chris Wright, got a lot of open wheel experience. Yes. Not a lot in, in the sports cars, but uh, he's doing a, a super job just to keep it on the island at this stage. Oh, for sure. He's probably sure. going to have to do just one more lap. He might be able to get away with it coming to make But there's make Chris Wright. Stop. Exactly. Chris Wright just came through and took the lead yeah. of the race. And Austin McCusker couldn't do anything about it because Chris Wright was on the better tires. At the start of the lap, Chris Wright was 18 and a half seconds behind Austin McCusker. That has come and gone. And the gap, as they cross the start-finish line, once the timing screen corrects itself, Chris Wright will be in the lead of the race. How far back is Austin McCusker from Chris Wright? 4.3 seconds. So that is a switch of 23 seconds in the span of one lap. It was great strategy from the 47 Motorsports crew, from the Norma chassis, from Austin McCusker and TJ Fisher. They did a great drive at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, got them their first win. They have two podiums on the air, finishing second at Daytona and Sebring. But I don't understand what's going on right now. As Howard Jacobs has gone off the track and Chris Wright goes off in avoidance of the stopped MPC car. Cut straight through turn four, completely misses five, and rejoins the track somewhere around six. Oh, man. Jeremy, we knew it was going to be exciting when yeah. we saw the weather forecast. We didn't know it was going to be like this for an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Carl Masson now. Carl Masson now is back up into uh, fifth position overall. He's, uh, he's a lap behind the leaders, uh, but uh, he, is, uh, he is charging along in the fifth position. Howard Jacobs hit a puddle and spun at the apex of turn four. He wound up off the track, driver's right, and Chris Wright comes in, sees the 77 stops, doesn't even attempt to make the turn in case he loses the back of the car, goes straight across the grass, and then rejoins the track at a point where he finds safe. Wow. Howard Jacobs is still on slick tires as well. Do need to say that. He has not yet come into the pit lane to change on the wet no, weather tires. But he's losing a minute a lap. A minute a lap. <laughs> well, uh, that's in, com in comparison to what he was running earlier on. Yes, but still, he's losing a minute a lap. Yeah. Now, Chris Wright has gained a bit of grass on the front right splitter of the number 30 Ligier. We are 52 seconds away from the pit window opening, so Chris Wright will have to do one more circuit at a minimum before he can come in and do that uh, pit stop to change drivers because he will be handing over to Steven Simpson, who will be licking his chomps at the possibility of driving in these conditions. Steven's not intimidated by very much. And he would certainly like the opportunity to see just how much fun he can have in the car when it's like this. Austin McCusker, who will come in and hand over to TJ Fisher. And Leo Lamellis, who is driving the number seven Charles Wicked race car this weekend, has another new co-driver in the form of Andrew Evans. So we're going to see a lot of different names at the top of the charts. Kyle Masson in fifth overall. Wow. 
So now it's uh, 45 minutes remaining, and Austin McCusker Too is soon. He's in the pit lane too soon, Jeremy. The pit window is not yet open. We do not have the message from race control, so we can't do the driver change yet. He comes into the pit lane, pulls to a stop, and tire change. Finally, uh, TJ Fisher is up on the wall, and McCusker's getting out. I think that's too soon. He definitely came into the pit lane when it was one hour and three seconds remaining on our timing screen. Gonna have to wait and see just what happens. Let me see if I have, is it 40? It's a 40 minute minimum drive time is what I right. have written from the beginning of the season. Yeah, so but I didn't see anything about a pit window opening up I on the screen. Neither, I didn't either, but uh, I, yeah, I think uh, I think he's good at that stage. I think he should be fine uh, because we've got uh, less than an hour remaining now it's a one hour 45 minute race wasn't it yes. so uh, i think you should be good to go from there we're seeing a lot of people diving into the pit lane now leo lamellis in the seven has come in rob hodis in the 51 matthew dickon in the 17 joel janko in the 25 gotta give a shout out for joel janko he's done a really good job to keep it on the straight and narrow we haven't called his name yet so far jeremy so he hasn't gone off the racing circuit who else is in the pit lane? Tony Kasmitz has come into the pits. Uh, Bruce Hamilton has come in and handed over to Tony Kasmitz, rather, in the number 60. Michael Klemecki, Howard Jacobs, Charles Chi, also all in the pit lane right now. But Chris Wright, our leader, has stayed out. 22 laps completed as we are 58 minutes and 10 seconds to go in round five of the IMSA Prototype Challenge Championship presented by Mazda really just want to reach out and grab that little bit of grass that's just hanging on the front of the 30 just to try and be of some assistance to the extreme speed motorsport team fortunately i don't think it works that way so it's esm cars first and second right now as chris wright went off yet again at the same part of the track but there was no howard jacobs sitting off track this time he yeah, did it on, on his own, didn't he? Unassisted yeah. this time around. But now he's got grass equally on both sides of the car, so maybe that was a strategy. Maybe it's helping balance out the weight a little bit better. ESM in first and second. Kyle Masson in third overall in the MPC category. He's got to be having an absolute blast out there right now. So Keith Grant in car number 40, the pole Polestar motor racing entry across the uh, line. That's going to be in the uh, fifth position, I reckon. Yeah, fourth with the other guys coming in and making their pit stops. Cameron Castles passing Stephen Dawes on track. Two performance tech cars, one in the LMP3 category. And, uh, Cameron Castles, another one of the guys who's been very, very busy this weekend. Seeing a lot of flashing of an orange light in the right front headlight of a few different Legias. It was just going on in Cameron Castles number 75. It's also making an appearance on the number 17, which had been driven by Matthew Dick and is now driven by Corey Lewis, a guy who is very quick around Virginia International Raceway. Corey is chasing down Scott Andrews on the racetrack, who has taken over the 51. 
And a bit of a story there in that car this weekend, Jeremy, because the 51 is normally shared. Rob Hodas, uh, his normal co-driver in the K2R Motorsports car, is Sean Rahal. Well, Sean is over racing in Europe right now. He's at England at Silverstone in a different LMP3 race. So he's brought in his roommate and good friend, Scott Andrews, an Australian, to fill in for him and hopefully do a good job and make, uh, make Rob happy this weekend. That's exactly right, and uh, Scott Andrews is the uh, driver coach for uh, for uh, Rob Hodas when uh, when Sean isn't around. Well, yeah, he he's, uh, lives in um, Sean's house. Yep. Does Scott Andrews? Atlanta, originally from Australia. Very nice of Sean to adopt an Australian to uh, take care of him, make sure he doesn't get too intimidated by living in Atlanta. Chris Wright not intimidated by the rain as he continues to lead and has not yet pulled into the pit lane. Having too much fun. I can't imagine Stephen Simpson right now waiting in the pit lane, fully helmeted with his fire suit up, just bouncing up and down, going, come on, coach, put me in, put me in. I can do it. And do it he can. Stephen Simpson, a very good driver in prototypes, even better when uh, it's raining. That 60 car, the Ligier, now driven by Tonus Katzmitz, the Estonian driver, has uh, recovered quite nicely, still running down toward the bottom end of the field, but uh, Tonus is definitely looking stable in that car. Hannah Zellers has come into the pit lane in the number 87, as has Jim Garrett in the 42, and the rain is continuing to move through. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's a green blob that came in and dumped a whole lot of rain earlier on. Well, we're only about halfway through it. So the rain should be here for the remainder of the race. No concern about burning off the rain tires, I think, at this point, Jeremy. No, that's exactly right. But uh, for uh, for Chris Wright here, He's, uh, he's, gonna, he's still going to make his driver change, of course. Yep. So, uh, and these are four-minute pit stops, so it really does shuffle the order of the race around, but he's still got a, a pretty handy advantage over everybody else, even though most of the other cars now have already made their mandatory driver change. That certainly isn't the case for all of them. Uh, Max Hanrad, for example, in second place, he is uh, still on the lead lap. He needs to make his driver change yet, as does uh, Carl Masson in third, who's leading the MPC category, one lap down to the leader. Ooh, uh, car 47, which was the car in second place before the rain began. That is now the car driven by TJ Fisher. That Norma from 47 Motorsport, started by Austin McCusker. Penalty, cool. short fuel pit stop time. Stop plus one minute. So they were not on the pit lane. One for minute the or one second? Stop plus one. I think there's probably a second. I doubt it. I think I doubt it's a minute because what the penalty is, it's a it's a a, 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 a stop and hold for the amount of time you were short. I think it would you probably think they say were sixty. Short one second. Probably out of four minutes. So no. two hundred and thirty-nine. I, think, I don't seconds. think it'll be a whole minute. I don't think it'll be a whole minute short. Ooh. Well, they have to come back but down the pit lane whatever it anyway. Is, yeah, exactly. So it's a long stop. Yeah. It's going to put them right out of contention. That's for sure. Coming into the weekend, second in the championship was Oscar Cusker. Yeah. Certainly won't help uh, that Maxwell Handratty, who is just five points back, is currently running in the second position. And his teammate is leading Chris Wright.
both of them racing for the Extreme Speed Motorsports Organization. That would be a really good weekend for those two. Oh, yes. Oh, but what a heartbreak for the 47 motorsport team. Coming off of such a strong performance north of the border the last time out to now come back here and find themselves with a drive-through penalty after missing the minimum pit stop time. Gosh. But the rules are the rules, and they're there for a reason. As Tazu Otis has brought in the 28 MPC car from the third position, he'll be getting out and handing over to Mr. Wolf. Guy who really wishes that we had raced at Road America because uh, his shop is, what, five minutes from the circuit? Not even. I drove past it. It's beautiful, actually. It looks a bit like an old-time firehouse brick building. So Bart Wolf, who is from the Wisconsin area, taking over and getting an opportunity to drive through Virginia. Yep, so a lead now of uh, about 71 seconds for Chris Wright over Max Hanarati. Max Hanarati took the gamble to stay out there on wet weather tires as long as he possibly could, uh, but it's, yep. it's probably cost him uh, more than the time saved that uh, would have been saved by making by making that pit stop at a different time. So uh, there goes Austin McCuss. And, and Jeremy, I bow to your knowledge. It was one second. Yeah. He pulled into the penalty box, he stopped, and then the officials sent him on his way. Wow, that hurts. It does. You'd almost wish it was like four or five seconds when it's one second and you're sitting there going, no. So that'll put him well back. In terms of waiting until the last possible moment, though, it's something that you don't want to do in, in order of making your pit stop in the pit window. 40-minute minimum drive time as the 87 is off the course again. Now, who's driving that now? It's Daniel Swanbeck as uh, Hannah Zellers has gotten out. But that is the third or fourth trip off the racing surface for that Norma so far today. We saw at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, the MPC leader, Kyle Masson, and his father, Robert Masson, did not get the minimum drive time because of waiting too long. There was a caution that came out. The pits were closed, as they are when the yellow flag waves, and they missed out, so they were therefore disqualified, even though they crossed the line first. I'm still seeing the 11 of Kyle Masson out on track, and we are yeah. at 49 minutes to go. Just pedantically, they weren't disqualified. They were just put to the back yes. of the pack. So if you disqualify, you don't get any points at all. They just got Very last point. place points. Very good point. Uh, so that was costly in the championship. They didn't win the race, even Correct. though they crossed the line. Exactly first. right. Yes. That, that's the verbiage, I Yeah, should. there were a couple of cars that had that, uh, that penalty. Yes. At but, Road America. But the point is, you're going to have to refuel the MPC car. You're going to have to be on the pit lane for a total of four minutes, which means you've got five minutes left to get in the pit lane and do your driver change and do your refueling. Pull the guy in. You've, you've pulled him within a close enough window to where if the caution came out now, you're in trouble because Dr. Masson wouldn't get the minimum time. And he is the one who is looking for the championship lead. That, that, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's no point. He's, he's in the pit lane now. Excellent. So uh, Thank you for listening to yes, me, guys. I do love the Performance Tech family. Brent O'Neill with uh, Gwen, his wife, their daughter, Danielle, who's at the track again this weekend. So very good strategy for Performance Tech. They pushed it as long as they felt comfortable. I like having that five-minute cushion. I'm, I'm okay with that. If they'd gone any further, it would have just been 
a little bit too nerve-wracking. Because you never know, especially in conditions like this, Jeremy, the yellow flag can come out at any given point in time. Somebody drops it off the track and then can't make it back up to the surface, the yellow flag will come out. Chris Wright is still leading in the number 30. He has yet to come into the pit lane as he comes down through the roller coaster through Hogpen. Does he pull the car hard over to the right? Yes, he does. Finally, our leader coming into the pit lane. Number 30, Chris Wright, will be handing over to Stephen Simpson, the South African-American child of the world. I'll just say that. Cricket fan. Absolutely, yeah. Maxwell Hanrad, he's still out on track, but he was a minute and 16 seconds behind his teammate, so we'll have a bit more time to see if uh, well, Maxwell comes into the pits. Yeah, he'll probably be in this lap as well to hand over to uh, to Ben Waddell uh, to uh, finish the race, but uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit of time before that happens because the gap between those two was 76 seconds, minute and quarter uh, on, the, uh, on the previous lap. Just checking the tires on the number 30 is the crew, making sure that everything looks good as Chris Wright has extracted himself from the car. Gives the car a quick look over and needs to jump over the wall. He was walking down the pit lane and not going over the wall. Here comes the number three down through the roller coaster section. It's so much fun and what an elevation drop off it is when you actually go and stand there and watch the car as you see the headlights go from way above you to all of a sudden they disappear somewhere down below. It's really a, a cool sight. So is Hanratty coming in? Nope, he stays out. So the number three is out for yet another lap. I would think this would be his last one before he needs to come in so that uh, Ben Waddell, as you say, will be taking over the number three. He can get his minimum drive time. That's cutting it kind of close. Zachary Robichon, Jeremy, is now in the number four. The Canadian will be appreciating these conditions. Wet and slippery, just like ice. Every Canadian learns how to hockey skate before they learn how to <laughs> walk. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Zach, what a weekend uh, he's having again. He's already won one of the uh, Porsche GT3 Cup races this weekend. He's on pole for the second one, which should take place tomorrow morning. He's coming. He's on a, a su absolute super streak this season as well because he won. He's won nine out of the ten. Canadian Porsche races so far this season holds a handy lead in that championship. Also, he's driving with Dean Baker, fellow Canadian, in this race as well. He's now up into well into the third position at the moment. He's already made his pit stop. Have to wait and see now. Uh, I think he'll be uh, resuming. He's probably in third place when uh, when everybody else has made their stops. Driving the Ansem Motorsports car, which ironically enough, the guy who is chasing him in the Canadian Championship would be a young Roman DeAngelis, took that car to victory in the first race of the year at Daytona International Speedway. So there's a lot of Canadian connections going on with that number four machine. This weekend shared with Dean Baker, a guy out of Bowmanville, Ontario, who drove the first stint of the race who has a lot of open wheel experience himself. This LMP3 category has been really alluring towards guys with an open wheel background. You get to drive a car with a closed cockpit, which means in conditions like this, you're not getting a face full of water. You're uh, nicely protected inside the cockpit of the car. Chris Wright's number 30, LMP3 Ligier, still in the pit lane, but Steven Simpson has now installed himself that bright yellow helmet 
with a little bit of green and red from the South African flag. And then the silver stripes across the middle. He is in the car. The doors go down. And Stephen Simpson is getting ready to try out the Ligier chassis. And Max Hanratty did come into the pit lane, Jeremy. There he is. Pulls to a stop. Hits his marks. Will pop open the right side door and jump out. Because his time driving has been met. And now it's time for Ben Waddell. Although that doesn't look like Ben Waddell. That looks uh, sort of like Al Carter, for my money. Interesting. Wasn't, wasn't paying attention. Uh, but looking at the, um, the driver standing on the other side of the wall wearing the invisible glass fire suit. Just, just interesting. Uh, could be a borrowed fire suit for the weekend, though. Uh, sticker tires on the number 30 machine for Stephen Simpson as the rain lights are fully illuminated and flashing on the number 30. Steven should go back out and easily reclaim the lead of the race if he is indeed out in front of Robichon on track, which we will find out here shortly. Yeah, well, oh yes, yes, I think he'd be comfortable in front of Robichon. I think. We shall find well, out. Yeah, number four car was in quite a while ago, wasn't he? Yeah. Robichon has been turning decent lap times. Came in on lap 19 to make his bit stop. But, but I would have thought that would have been... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't make a note of when that was in terms of his, his drive time before uh, Dean Baker handed over that car to Zach Robichon. It wasn't at the bare minimum, but it wasn't too much longer after the first of our pit stops. So I think it was somewhere near 45 minutes was, having elapsed. It was, well, it was two laps before the number 47 and 7 cars both came in. Yes. So, interesting. Either way, uh, John Brownson is our MPC leader. He's shown as having made three pit stops. Of course, two of those were serving penalties. Uh, one of the penalties coming from an infringement while serving a penalty. Uh, but John Brownson, nonetheless, in the number 34 is the leader. And on an outlap is Dr. Robert Masson as the 28 of Bart Wolf went for a brief spin, but the car is refired and moving again. So that's not too bad. Now the work will be down to Robert Masson. He's chasing John Brownson on the racetrack and in the championship lead. He really wants to try and reclaim it, does Dr. Masson. He had it at Daytona after winning the first round of the championship, Jeremy. There is the Eurosport racing entry of John Brownson. He is in the lead of the class at the moment, but he has yet, I believe, to make his mandatory pit stop. There's no minimum driver time for him because he is driving that car solo. Is John Brownson in car number 34, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Just has to make sure he makes his minimum pit stop time, which is going to be four minutes. Uh, and I don't believe he has made it. He's been in the pits three times, but two of those for drive-through penalties. I think there was a third time also, probably, for uh, to take on wet weather tyres. I think you're spot on. And John Brownson, who has finished second in the last two races, Barber Motorsport Park and Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, does not yet have a win on the season. And Dr. Masson, who is fighting to try and claim back a win, Got the first one of the season, then had a, a bad race. Finished third at Barber Motorsport Park, then had a bad race. So he's due for a good race this weekend. This Michael Kamecki off the road again, and his wet weather Continental tires 
not finding the purchase that they would like on that long grass off the side of the track. So Zachary Robichon now is up into second place ahead of the uh, car number three of Ben Waldell. He's been turning some good laps as Zachary. And uh, with, as a result of the other pit stops around him, he's, he's still on the, on the lead lap with Chris Wright and about 35 seconds behind him. Michael Kamecki going into turn one, ran off driver's left and then just spun it. He's at the same place where we saw the number 60 of Bruce Hamilton go off early on in the race and then not be able to rejoin under his own power. Klemecki though, one-ups him. He gets back pointed in the right direction and John Brownson's off the course from the MPC lead. And he is trying to get the car back uphill a little bit to get back on course. Can he do it though? He's got a lot of traffic coming through. There's Paul LaHaye in the number 34 MPC. Oh, come on, John. No, he throws his hands up in frustration, does John Brownson. Wheel spin a plenty for the number 34, the red machine. But Dr. Masson, the number 11 MPC car for Performance Tech Motorsport, coming across the start finish line now. We'll see John Brownson stuck off the side of the racetrack and take the lead. Thank you and goodbye. So Jeremy, have we worked out yet if uh, Zach Robichon is anywhere near Stephen Simpson or can get anywhere near him? A big pardon? Have we worked out yet if Stephen Simpson and Zachary Robichon are- Yeah, they're are about 35 seconds apart. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. And uh, last time around, Robichon was uh, six seconds quicker. Of course, he has been out there for several laps on his uh, since uh, since taking over the wheel of the car, so he's fully up to speed. Stephen Simpson is still getting up to speed, having just made his pit stop a couple of laps ago. Masson still off the course at turn one, and Dr. Masson leads in the number 11, Brownson. Oh, he managed to uh, get things going again, but his car will not go for very long, as it looks like it has a mustache now. There's so much grass in the front of that car. He's going to need to come into the pit lane to clean that out. And in terms of trying to get all of the grass out of these cars, it's not the easiest job in the world. So for his Eurosport racing crew, there are little bolts on the front of the car that uh, you use a Phillips head screw to unclasp. They might need to undo those and shake them out a little bit to try and make sure that all of the damp grass manages to find its way out. That looks like a recipe for overheating to me. Oh boy, and it's busy in the back of the field as uh, Corey Lewis, Kenton Cook, and I think that was Dean Grant, all three together on the racetrack going up through the S's trying to avoid John Brownson who was trying to wiggle free some of the grass. And car number 30, Andrew Evans, a youngster from, uh, from Washington State, from Seattle. He's uh, just 20 years of age, making his debut in the championship this weekend for that Charles Wick Racing Performance Tech Motorsports car number 70. It's taken over from Leo Lamellis. Evans has been racing, well, kart since he was a kid. He won the Pacific F2000 championship a few years ago. Done some LMP3 racing in Europe. He was sharing a car with CJ, uh, CJ Wilson for a couple really? of races last season. And he's making his debut in this championship this weekend. And he's running now in third position. He's about a half a minute behind Zachary Robichon in second place, who in, in, in turn is about a half a minute behind our race leader, Stephen Simpson. Stephen Simpson, Zachary Robichon in first and second, Cameron Castles in seventh, Corey Lewis in eighth, Kenton Cook in ninth. All of those drivers, and Robbie Foley in 18th, 
all of those drivers have race experience from today, or at least driving a race car on the track today. That said, the racetrack right now does not resemble the racetrack of any other time over the course of the day. Because even when we have had rain in the other races, it hasn't been this consistent. It dried out at various points throughout the race weekend. It didn't just keep raining. And while it looks to be getting a bit brighter outside, there is still rain on the windshield of our battle bus where we are broadcasting from our, our uh, IMS radio booth. It is different. And that's one thing about Virginia International Raceway. It's always changing. It's a very sticky track surface, but it's very slippery when it gets wet. And the pit lane especially was that way. It really did feel like ice skating at one point, trying to walk in tennis shoes. Can't imagine what it feels like for perhaps some of these drivers when they come out of the pit lane on cold tires. It's no wonder people were sliding off the track, but now that they've gotten everything figured out, now that everything is more stable and warmed up, people are keeping it on the straight and narrow by and large, Jeremy. They are indeed, and the fastest car on the racetrack by some considerable margin is Scott Andrews in that number 51 car for K2R Racing. He wow. is on the lead lap is uh, is the, the the aussie he's a full 78 seconds behind <laughs> stephen simpson the leader but last time around as stephen is still trying to get that car up to speed he knows he's got a huge <laughs> advantage so he's not going to push too hard too soon seven seconds though was the advantage that andrews had over simpson on the last lap and scott andrews all over the back of tj fisher so the ligier putting a lot of pressure on the 47 motorsports norma tj fisher having to look in his mirrors a lot as he's going up through the s's and that is not the direction you want to be looking you want to focus forward as the norma should quite easily pull away a little bit but scott andrews flashing the headlights everyone knows it's good for about 40 horsepower maybe not but it's all mental in terms of the uh, the australian though he's trying to stay in the draft of the norma punching a hole in the air he thought well might as well just invite myself to come along there too through sectors three and one the advantage should be to scott andrews in the chasing number 51 but through that sector two is where the norma is quite a bit stronger what a great battle the yeah bright yellow number 51 the k2r motorsports car it's really hard to miss isn't it jeremy yeah it is it is a very distinctive color scheme that rob hoda's uh, adopted when he ran the lamborghini series a couple yes. of years ago uh, bobby golazinski is a crew chief on this car he runs the car for him bobby a long time crew chief in the old indycar days or champ car cast that uh, glorious area era of open wheel racing and now scott andrews he's going to dive to the inside oh. and make that pass pretty comfortably going into turn one what? That is now up into fifth place for Scott Andrews. That was a great move for Scott. And now he needs to set his sights further ahead and uh, try to catch up to Benjamin Waddell in the number three. Another one of those cars that's always easy to see because it always wears the ESM traditional colors, the black and the green, with the uh, Tequila Patron B on the side of it. As the 34, the Eurosport racing crew has gotten John Brownson's car back. They have removed the body panels and there were fistfuls of grass being haphazardly thrown at the pit wall. As John Brownson sits in the car and waits for the crew to put the body panels back on so we can go out and have a little bit more fun. 
Dr. Masson leads in MPC, 12th overall for the number 11. Steven Dawes is in second in the number 22, so Performance Tech will be elated right now. In third is the number 28 of M. Bart Wolf, and then in fourth is Michael Miller in the number 86 car he shares with Dave House. In fifth in category is James French, another one of the performance tech cars in the number 77. This is only James's second time racing an MPC class car, so another good effort from James, but my hat is off to Stephen Dawes in the number 22. Yeah, did a really good job, didn't he? And uh, and for uh, for James French, he's got a 100% record, hasn't he? Because yes. uh, with the... Uh, with the penalty for the number 11 car last, last race, that meant that James French in his home racetrack at uh, Road America, of course, won that class along tire. with the... Uh, oh, see, yeah, of yes. course it was. I beg your pardon. Scratch that bit. No, but he's still... He, he is one for one. So yep. that's right. James will be uh, thinking, what can I do to try and get around everybody else to try and catch back up? But he's got quite the deficit to overcome, so it would be a, a very big ask for the number 77 car. Kenton Cook has just moved up a position in car number 25 ahead of uh, Corey Lewis. He's another busy boy this weekend. Corey yeah. just got out of the Lamborghini race uh, a few minutes before this one, so he's another one that knows the conditions. Kenton Cook, he's been... Uh, he won earlier today in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge in the TCR class as Michael Klemecki goes for yet one more spin. Sorry, Michael, I've lost count. Maybe it's fun. Maybe he really likes the feeling of spinning because it does look a bit like snow tubing. You're just completely out of control. And that didn't take very long at all. Scott Andrews in the 51 not only caught up to Ben Waddell, he passed him. So that yeah. puts Scott Andrews in the 51 car up into fourth place. And now he sets his sights forward on Andrew Evans in the number seven. This is a great drive from Scott Andrews. He is proving that he deserves to be in this championship full time. I am impressed. So Steven Simpson leads in the number 30 machine ahead of Zachary Robichon in the four and then Andrew Evans in the seven who will all of a sudden be worried about that uh, reverse radar because Scott Andrews, who's quite a bit back, will close that gap down with the next 30 minutes to go. Yeah, he's uh, still got, he's gonna be half a minute behind the uh, kind of a seven of, uh, of Andrew Evans. But the guy to watch here is Zachary Robichon. Uh, he's uh, still lapping super fast, 203 points Five last time around to Stephen Simpson's 206.2. That's 2.7 seconds that uh, that Zachary was quicker than Simpson. The gap, having been as high as 35 seconds, is now down to less than 20. And that has wow. happened in the course of six laps. At this rate, Zachary Robichon in car number four for Anson Motorsports could catch Stephen Simpson. Oh boy, there is a difference between being told bring the car home in one piece, maintain the championship lead, which I'm sure is what Steven Simpson's orders are. You don't want to risk anything in terms of what Chris Wright has established through the first four rounds of the championship with only one to go after this one. But when you've got a guy like Zachary Robichon, who is not full season in the championship. Neither is Dean Baker. They've done three races so far, but they missed the opening race at Daytona, which the car won. The edict is go out and win for Robichon. It's a very dangerous moment. And if Steven Simpson does see that for Ligier in his rear view mirror, he knows that Robichon is gonna do whatever it takes to get around him. Steven Simpson might have to settle for second if Robichon can get there. 
just ahead of uh, Stephen Simpson on the road here. Can't quite see him at the moment. We'll do in a, in a couple of seconds' time, though, as they head into turn one. Is Cameron Castles. Hats off to Cameron. He's running in the seventh position overall. He's still on the same lap as the race leader. He'll lose that to momentarily, I believe. But he's done a really, really good job as Cameron Castles in that kind of number 75 for, for performance tech motorsports. He really Ahead has. of a lot more accomplished drivers or experienced <laughs> drivers. Let me put it that way. Yeah, well, he's ahead of, right now, Kenton Cook, who has already won a race today. Corey Lewis, who's already been on the podium from a couple of races today. And uh, it, it's been a very good drive today in everything that he has piloted because he's been in a couple of different cars for Cameron Castles. I, I made the joke before about Canadians with slippery conditions. Cameron Castles falls into that category as well, Jeremy. Uh, very much so, yes, he does. Uh, Stephen Simpson, I think, has got the message quite clearly. He's, uh, his last lap was his, was his fastest, a 204.8. Uh, Zachary Robichon still pulled a second on him on that last lap, but uh, I don't think a second a lap is going to be enough to, uh, to gain the lead. Will, will it? Two minutes to go. We've got 27 minutes remaining. 14 laps, 17 seconds of lead. Yeah, it's going to be it close. It would be close. So, but uh, Stephen Simpson now is in his stride. He's a hugely experienced driver. Uh, Zachary, you know, he's done a race in these cars before, albeit not in, 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 in damp conditions that we have right now. But certainly that'll play to his favour. And Stephen Simpson, this is the first time he's driven this car. He has done a little bit of testing in this car, actually in this particular car, last year. But, uh, but that was it. Uh, he hasn't raced in this championship before. Almost nobody in this championship right now has raced in these sort of conditions That's because true. the race at Watkins Glen last year, I was talking with Robbie Foley yesterday, and he said that the first time he ever drove one of these cars was in these conditions. So he's got a little bit of an idea for what it's like, but he said you don't really get a good feeling because the tires have changed so much. Continental has brought a different tire this year that performs much better than the one did last year. So the wet weather tires, they didn't really know what to expect going into the race today. They knew it was going to be wet. They knew they were going to be using the wet weather Contis, but they just weren't entirely sure how good they were going to be. And given the rate of people sliding off once the Continentals have gotten fully up to, to temperature and performance level, I would say they are pretty darn good. Yeah. I'm still watching that gap between first and second place. It's down <laughs> to 15 seconds now. Oh, uh, it was uh, 35 that was what, seven laps ago, so uh, that's uh, an average of three seconds a lap that he's been closing in, Rubichon on, Sim on Simpson. This time around it was two seconds, and with 25 minutes remaining, Steve's going to have to uh, get on with the game here. He's going to have to up his pace a little bit more to uh, match or at least get closer to the pace of Zachary Rubichon, or he's going to have his mirrors full. Danger, danger, danger time for Steven Simpson because he's driving a car that he is not terribly familiar with. And if you get on the radio telling him to push a little bit harder, that is when some mistakes can be made. I'm not sure I would want to tell Steven to push any harder in the current conditions. I would just let him do his thing. And when he sees a car in his rearview mirror that is for position catching him, let his instincts take over. Yeah. He's got very good instincts. Here's Robert Masson in car number 11, taken over from his son Kyle. And what a story would that be for this uh, for this family from Windermere in Florida. He's uh, leading the LMP3, the uh, MPC, excuse me, the Master Prototype Challenge category, and he's got a 
pretty handy margin over Stephen Dawes in number 22. But he's not leading the points. He's one back on John Brownson coming into the race this weekend. A win today, and given that Brownson is currently seventh in category, would give Masson the lead. His uh, points right now, he's tied with Dave House. Dave's car is fourth, so Masson would have a nice lead at the end of the day. Bart Wolf in third. It would make an interesting championship battle for second, however, but Dr. Masson doesn't really care about second. He only wants to win. Yeah, there's Masson just been passed there by uh, by uh, Scott Andrews in car number 51, and he is f absolutely flying. He's, uh, he's uh, reducing that deficit to car number seven of Andrew Evans be, uh, ahead of him. Uh, four, sec four and a half seconds last time around was the edge that Scott Andrews had over Andrew, Scott Andrews had over Andrew Evans. So uh, pretty soon we're going to see a new third place car. That's the K2R yellow and black machine. Here it is on screen right now of Scott Andrews. And very important for that car is that uh, Rob Hodas, who is the co-driver, is a master's class entrant. He is a driver of a certain vintage. So for Hodas, who comes into the weekend leading the or in second in the master's category, he was four points behind Jim Garrett in the number 42 machine. That car is 13th in the LMP3 category. It's going to be a swap of championship position. So bringing Scott Andrews into the car this weekend because Sean Rahal was unavailable, certainly a good move for Rob Hodas. And this is the battle right here, the uh, black and red car. That is Andrew Evans. The uh, black and yellow car, that is Scott Andrews. He's made up on his last lap. He's, uh, he's made up uh, five seconds again. It's just going to be a matter of moments before Scott Andrews makes this pass. But he's got to be careful where he makes it. Coming up here to the uphill, the climbing S's, that's a difficult place to make a pass. He knows he's way, way faster uh, than Evans. He's going to make that pass, but he also has to realize he's 45 seconds behind Zachary Robichon, and he's not fast enough. He's a lot quicker. Uh, he's a second or so a lot quicker than Robichon, but he's not going to catch him unless there is a full course caution. So he's just got to be patient here as Scott Andrews. Perfect He's done a move. beautiful move. Down to the inside under braking for Oak Tree Corner. Makes that pass. Up into third place for Scott Andrews in car number 51. And at this point, Jeremy, I don't think he even cares that Zachary Robichon is out of reach without the uh, assistance of a full course caution. Scott Andrews is auditioning. He is showing every other team why they need him in their car. He's a free agent. He is not a full season entrant in this championship. And he's saying, look what I can do with an LMP3 machine. Wouldn't you like me to be your co-driver? Well, guess what? You can. He's doing exactly what any yeah. driver needs to do. Yeah. It's perfect. Oops, let's Ooh, pull the hair off the, off the road again. He's sixth in the uh, Mazda Prototype Challenge category. Uh, a couple of laps down on uh, Robert Masson, who leads. And Robert Masson, by the way, his lead over Stephen Dawes, even though they're turning fairly similar lap times, is over a minute. Uh, so he's uh, well well in control there. But Michael Miller is, has taken over from Dave House in Carnot 86 for One Motorsports. And he is closing... Uh, pretty rapidly, or very rapidly, on Stephen Dawes. He's a lot faster, is Michael. He's got past Bart Wolf and uh, is pulling away quite quickly, and he's closing rapidly on Stephen Dawes. That's for second and third, number 22 and number 86 in MPC. 
A part of me hope that hopes that he doesn't, though, Jeremy, because Stephen Dawes, second place, would be his best ever finish in the MPC category. He was fourth at both Daytona and Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. His best ever finish was third at Sebring. It was his first podium. He didn't get to finish the race at Barber Motorsport Park. So for Stephen Dawes to come home in second for the Performance Tech team on a weekend where they need an uplifting moment like that, it would be beyond words. And even though Michael Miller is a much faster driver in Dave House in the championship hunt, whereas Stephen Dawes is a little bit further back, he's tied for the fifth position. I would just really love to see a win like that, a guy getting a finish where he's never even been anywhere near second place before. Dave House, who has a win from earlier on in the season, that was at Sebring, where he drove a brilliant race, drove by himself, at one point stayed out of the pit so long we thought maybe he was making fuel and just didn't need to pit and uh, did a really good job there. He's already experienced what it's like to be on the top step of the podium. For Stephen Dawes, a second place would be like a win. That's right, a chemical engineer is Stephen. His best result has been a third. So uh, if he could, uh, he's gonna lose out to to Michael Millihill yeah, most certainly. Too. But even so, if he can hang on for third, he'd be pretty very, very pleased with that. But. Bart Wolf is not that far behind. He's about 10 seconds behind in fourth position in car number 28. Steven Simpson now almost 15 seconds. So the gap has almost stabilized between the first two. Scott Andrews a further 45 seconds behind Zachary Robichon. That's absolutely correct. In fact, it's actually it's, it's extended a little bit over the last couple of laps. Uh, Stephen Simpson's just turned his three best laps of the race, a 204.4, a 203.2, and then last time around, a 202.7. So Stephen Simpson now is fully into his stride. He's being informed over the radio from Extreme Speed Motorsports what the gap is from first to second. He's responded absolutely perfectly, and he's going to now to try and ma uh, manage that gap in the final stages of the race. Dr. Masson has a very handy lead over the rest of the competition, doesn't he, Jeremy? He keeps showing up as one lap, but I yeah, know that Stephen Dawes is... It's a bit over a minute. Yeah. But he's going very slowly by my eye as he moves out of the way of an LMP3 car. I think, I think Dr. Masson is slowing. Jeremy, I think something's wrong with the 11. And he's looking around in his mirror as Dr. Masson... He's crawling to almost a stop as he's going in to turn two. Yes, he is, isn't he? Oh, no. And that's the 77 going past him now. That, uh, it's not for position, James no, French. That was a, he was a lap behind. Yeah. So gaining that lap back. What is going on with Dr. Masson's car? Maybe some sort of uh, electrical glitch due to all the rain that's going on? Car 11 is still continuing, although he's moving very slowly. This would mean that Stephen Dawes would be pumped into the lead of the race. Masson is at a snail's pace right now. He's talking on the radio to his performance tech engineers back on the wall, trying to let them know what's going on. Maybe he's stuck in a gear. There's a green light on his dashboard that is reflecting on his helmet visor. As Stephen Dawes is closing in, Dr. Masson just exiting four, coming through five as Stephen Dawes turns into turn four. The gap now down to almost nothing between the two team cars. Oh my goodness, could Stephen Dawes lead the MPC category? It's about to happen. 
as Dr. Masson is going very slowly up toward the S's. And back behind him is Stephen Dawes in the number 22, immediately followed by Michael Kamecki, who is a further lap down. There's the lead change. Stephen Dawes for Performance Tech in the number 22 leads MPC with 16 and a half minutes to go in round five of the race at Virginia International Raceway. Drama has stuck struck Dr. Robert Masson, yeah. who looked to be on for taking over the championship lead. Yeah, that's cruel luck for the uh, oh. for the Masson family. Uh, for Performance Tech Motorsports, they'll be disappointed, of course, because uh, Robert is going for the for the championship. Stephen isn't, but Stephen is a teammate there at Performance Tech. So well, for now, at least, the lead in MPC will remain with Performance Tech Motorsports. But Michael Miller is looming. And uh, in fact, the last couple of laps, Stephen has upped his pace and he's uh, pretty much running the same sort of speed as Michael Miller in third place. And in fairness, Jeremy, Stephen Dawes comes into the weekend on 109 points, oh, tied true. for fifth. That's the leader was only 112 points. You're right. absolutely right. The You're absolutely right. Wow. I am stunned by what's going on right now. It's poor Dr. Masson sitting in the car has actually come to a stop. So he has stopped trying yeah. to make his way all the way around Why the track. Why has he stopped it there? I, I don't think he had a choice. I think it just gave up on him there. And he yeah. just hit the brakes. He sees a break in the fence where the orange uh, is indicated did, on the guardrail. But he didn't pull over towards it. That's the problem. No, He's he didn't pull off the racing circuit to try and go towards it across the grass. I wonder if something has seized on him, though. Stephen Simpson, uh, last time around, a race leader in car number 30. He's just turned his best lap of the race to 201.9. And the gap between himself and second place, 13.2 seconds last time around. Ruby Sean just a little bit quicker, but only about half a second or so with just under 15 minutes remaining in this race. When I talked with the Performance Tech team uh, earlier in the week, Jeremy, they mentioned something about the radio communication does go out around the south side of the course. And the full course yellow has come out. I wonder if Dr. Masson could no longer hear from his team if they were trying to feed him instructions on what to do, if they were telling him to stop the car, if there was going to be some sort of drama in terms of the engine or, or something else more sinister going forward. But the full course caution is out, and it is for car number 11. Robert Masson stopped on course, will need some help to get his MPC car that he had been leading before drama struck. He needs some help to get that back to the pit lane. Well, this makes things interesting. Uh, well, yes, it does rather. Just under 14 minutes to go. James French just checking with the safety car if he's supposed to go around in the little uh, head bob given from James French assures me that he was told to pass by yeah and uh, this is going to give james an opportunity to go for the win here two for two because yeah <laughs> he's running in fourth place now a long long way behind about a minute and 12 seconds behind stephen Dawes. but with this safety car he's going to be able to close right up again and i, I think we're probably going to have the we're class, do a class split, split aren't we so that's going to put him right on the tail of the leaders this is going to be a fascinating conclusion to this race it's a shame that uh, robert wasn't able to get that car out of the way uh, and to safety, yeah. but uh, the uh, safety team here doing a fantastic job. Going as fast as they can. Yes, they are. <laughs> They'll just pull him uh, to a safe location. Yeah. Uh, actually, he seems to be trying to, uh, he's trying to get to a safe location, get that car out of the way, and uh, get running towards the end. We've got, what, six cars on the lead lap 
That's number 30 of Stephen Simpson, number 4 of Zachary Robichon, the number 51 of Scott Andrews, the number 7 of Andrew Evans, number 3 of Ben Waddell, and also TJ Fisher, I believe, in car number 47. They're not yet uh, come to the start-finish line. They're a long, long, long way behind, but I believe they are still on the lead lap. Kenton Cook, I believe, is going to be the first car one lap down mm. in car number 25. Have to wait to see. Difficult to, to see that from, my, from our, where we're judging here and kind of doing a lap chart from the <laughs> scoring, which is not, not ideal. But you're making it work, and we appreciate that, Jeremy. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure TJ is still on the lead lap. All right, so prepare for the pass around. The command has been given from race control. We're yeah. 12 minutes to go in this round five of the IMSA Prototype Challenge presented by Mazda Championship. And what they mean by the pass around is that any cars, it applies only to MPC cars that are between the safety car and the class leader, which is Stephen Dawes, car number 22. Any cars that we are within between those two are able to go past the LMP3 cars, past the safety car, and run around to the back of the field. So Paul LaHaye and Michael Klemecki are the two who apply there. Correct, but they are, I think they're two laps are off the ultimate pace, so they might, they'll get one lap back perhaps, if they want to, it's, it's optional, you don't have to do that. Um, but uh, it'll get one lap back, but I still it's, I think it's just gonna be the, the four cars on the lead lap in uh, MPC number 22. 86, 28, and 77. Commence pass around. I don't see any cars moving, though. So they might have elected just to stay where they were and wait for the class split to happen. The pass around is ongoing. So we have another message from Race Control to say that, uh, hey, okay. guys, it's it's going on. So do that at the same time. Yes. And uh, number 88 car, it's uh, moving forward. That's Memo Gidley, but he's uh, he's four laps behind everybody else. So uh, he's uh, taken over from uh, Charles Chi in that number 88 car. Many, many laps off the pace. So he's uh, just moving his way past the uh, MPC cars. As you say, the class split will mean when we get ready for the restart, all the LMP3 cars will be ahead of the MPC class cars. Safety car lights are still on, so we will be at least one more lap behind the safety car as we do the pass around and then the class split. Then we should go back to green where we'll have about seven minutes worth of racing. Yeah, so the 2286 there, pretty much nose to tail now. Stephen Dawes and Michael Miller. That's going to be interesting at the restart. Oh, my. Michael Miller doesn't do an awful lot of racing this year. He's been a driver coach, a very accomplished driver coach for, for, for many years. It looks like... Uh, some of the MPC uh, cars that are eligible for the for the pass round that are in between the safety car and the class leader are not taking the advantage uh, to moving around. I mean, it's, it's not doesn't not that big a deal because there's still going to be a whole lap behind the leader in MPC, so they're not going to gain much out of it by doing so. No, but race control giving them a second opportunity. I do appreciate that. The message going out again. Hello, hello, it's your turn. Uh, but no, the class split will be the next thing to take place, which will separate our LMP3 runners from our MPC runners. And the only two uh, mixed in on the timing screen, which isn't really relevant, are uh, Robbie Foley and Memo Gidley because they are both laps off the pace. But it's more about track position. So they try to keep all of the LMP3 cars together so they're not battling with the MPC cars, at least off a restart. Try to keep things a little bit more simple. 
Yeah, and of those cars that are one lap down, then Kenton Cook leads them in car number 25 in second place. Cameron Castles uh, just been passed by Kenton a little bit uh, shortly before the full course caution came out. Cameron Castles in number 75 is in eighth place, also one lap down. Also one lap down in the uh, number 17 car of uh, Corey Lewis and the number 60 of uh, Tony's Casamets. Paul LaHaye got the message and decided to take the pass around as now we are preparing for the prototype class split. So Paul LaHaye electing to do the pass around. Uh, Michael Klemecki not electing to do it. Interesting. Well, Klemecki shouldn't be a problem though. He's fast. So when we get going again, we should be able to make it clear. And is that Klemecki on the move? Yes, now Klemecki goes as well. <laughs> so they both just waited about an extra lap. That's all right. They got there in the end. It's all fair. We're down under eight minutes to go as yes. the prototype class split is about to take place. Yeah, this is going to leave us uh, room for only probably a couple, maybe three laps. Hopefully they can get all the, the field organized this time around. We're uh, within, within half a lap, aren't we, of the uh, start-finish line. Yes. I hope we can get uh, the class, everything organized now, get the pace car lights up, bring the safety car, safety car, excuse me, not the pace safety car. Safety car, yes. Uh, uh, out of the way at the end of this lap and go racing for it would probably be three laps if we don't then we'll uh, lose well at least one at least one lap uh, of possible green flag racing possibly two yes yeah, so the lights go out yep. on the safety car on the mazda safety car that's the difference between the mazda safety car driver and myself i would not come back in the pit lane i would stay out there especially with the track conditions as they are stephen simpson is very happy to be going back to green because he will be able to race somebody although he's not very happy that it's Zachary Robichon he's going to try and hold off because that's a name he's heard us calling a lot over the course of the weekend Scott Andrews has received the caution that he was hoping for and now will not only be fighting for the final step on the podium but fighting hopefully for a win yeah the game on here uh, up yeah. and down the field uh, for both categories this is going to be really exciting I think there's probably going to be time if we're lucky if there are no cautions more for three laps dash to the checkered flag green flag waves once again on this race in six and a half minutes to go stephen simpson perfect restart and zachary robichon trying to split two slower cars including kenton yes, cook it's kenton cook is trying to get his lap back oh wow i don't know if i agree with that there's not really enough time left for anything to happen but well, no in any case, uh, Zachary Robichon with the right-hand turn signal flashing and Stephen Simpson trying to check out because he sees Kenton Cook in the rearview mirror. The two of them have no love lost from other series where they have had uh, bumpers exchanged in the past. So Stephen Simpson will want to try and put as much distance between himself and the following car as possible. Scott Andrews in the number 51, the bright yellow roof, uh, is trying to get himself around some cars that are a little bit further back down the field. A couple laps further back. Uh, Memo Gidley, I believe, was the car immediately ahead of him. A really good restart there for uh, Stephen Simpson, and he'll be, uh, he'll be thrilled to see the car of Kenton Cook behind him because he knows that he's not a threat for the, for the win here. Kenton's just trying to make his point. Fair enough. He's a very talented young driver. There's a mistake there. For, I think that was uh, Zachary Robichon it wasn't was. it, sliding wide there at Oak Tree Corner. So that's cost him even more ground to the leader, Stephen Simpson. The windshield wiper is almost going lazily on the number 30 Extreme Speed Motorsport Ligier. 
from Steven Simpson. There is no rain falling outside, but I don't think Steven wants to take a hand off the steering wheel to try and figure out where the windshield wiper button is. It's not his normal race car, so we might push a different button. Engine off. No, no, wrong button. Don't do that. And Steven driving his own race. He has torn off the rear uh, mirror in the uh, cockpit of his number 30 machine. He did figure out where that one was. And he's focusing forward. Four and a half minutes to go. That means we'll get, what, three laps, Jeremy, right? Yeah, two more, uh, yeah. That should be good fun. Yep, it should be, it should be, yeah, three more laps from here, you're right. Kenton Cook is actually playing a nice tail gunner for Stephen Simpson. And uh, Zachary yeah, Robichon, 1.6 yeah. seconds back. And a surprise there, but Scott Andrews did not get a good restart. He lost a lot of ground on that restart lap in car number 51. There were a lot of cars between himself and the cars ahead of him. So the class split, although it was called for, didn't necessarily have an impact because I think there were three or four cars yeah. between lapped, himself. Lapped yes. LMP3 cars, lapped that's LMP3 right. Lapped LMP3 cars. Because yeah. there's a whole bunch of, a whole, yeah, the, the top 13 cars are on four different laps there's another spin that's uh, bart wolf yeah. at turn one oh, that's not good for his championship championship nope. aspirations michael miller has taken the lead by the way in car number 86 he snuck past Steve doors on that last lap and james french now then with that spin for bart wolf will move into second and for Stephen dawes he has to watch behind him because he's got a slew of lmp3 cars coming through four of them in a line all fighting for their own class positions. Michael Miller in that number 86 machine. Remember, it's been off the track a few times today, Jeremy. The 86 is a number that we've called for uh, some lawn mowing excursions. Steven Simpson ahead of Zachary Robichon, ahead of Scott Andrews. Those are our top three cars with three minutes to go. Michael Miller in the 86, Stephen Dawes in the 22, and Bart Wolf before he went off the track in the number 28. It should now be James French in third in the number 77, actually. Correct. So James goes from, what was that, fifth before the caution came out and way, way down the charts to all of a sudden a podium. And that would be a double podium for performance tech. It wouldn't be the top step as it is right now, but at least two of the three spots would be populated by their cars. Steven Simpson, two and a half seconds with two and a half minutes to go. Yeah, by far his best lap there. The track's uh, certainly drying out of a one minute 55.2 for Steven Simpson. That's uh, actually that and the restart lap, the first two laps, he's done under two minutes since he got into the car. The track definitely drying out, and he's put a bit of margin between himself and Kenton Cook just to make things a little bit safer. There was a moment for Michael Miller coming across the start-finish line where he uh, had an LMP3 car behind him who caught up to him at a great rate of speed, and the LMP3 car didn't expect Michael to be going so slowly. Nearly re-ended him. Got a three-car battle for uh, fourth place now with Andrew Evans under intense pressure from both Ben Waddell in car number three and TJ Fisher in car number 47. That's a battle for uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And that has championship implications because Ben Waddell, who shares with Maxwell Hanratty in the third place, is needs to stay ahead of TJ Fisher in the 47, who shares with Austin McCusker coming into the weekend second in the championship points. That would have an impact. Uh, Zachary Robichon still cannot get around Kenton Cook, and Kenton actually pulling clear away of Robichon in the ANSA Motorsports number four. Steven Simpson is 
loving this right now. His yellow helmet behind the wheel of the number 30. We are at one minute to go as he tries to go around Bart Wolf in the number 28, the MPC car that uh, collected a lot of what would feed probably five baby goats over the uh, span of the week. A lot of grass. This is for Zachary Robichon. If he finishes in second place, it's uh, it's good for his, uh, for his team boss there, Dean Baker. This would be that uh, pairing second win, uh, well, second win for Dean Baker in the Masters class in succession. This is the last lap as the sun begins to set and gives just a beautiful imagery. Makes the black number 30 of ESM almost look a bit yellow. And Stephen Simpson, you can see into the cockpit, look into his eyes at this point. It'll be a nightmare for the breaking into the roller coaster. But for now, it's a photographer's dream. As Stephen Simpson, last time he'll have to come through turn four at any sort of rate of speed because the lap next time he goes, should be a bit more peaceful. And all of a sudden, James French, Jeremy, he yeah. is fighting to maintain his 100% winning record. Absolutely. He goes around the number 86, and a performance tech car is leading at the white flag. James French has taken the lead of the MPC class. Yeah, he made up three seconds on that lap. He passed. First of all, he got past Stephen Dawes. Then he's also passed Michael Miller as well. <laughs> so that's a, a tremendous drive for uh, James French. And uh, gosh how emotional that will be oh my for that team that's a podium ceremony i definitely yes, want to be at stephen simpson coming down the back straight he goes past the old pits up the little hill sun won't be in his eyes just quite yet but now it'll start to blind him as he comes down the hill and the braking into the roller coaster section He's got the left turn, and then he pulls the car back over to the right, prepares for the next left-hander, just barely touch the curb, let the car drift out wide. He's got an MPC car ahead of him, but he doesn't need to worry because that will not slow him down. 2.7 seconds worth, which is the lead he has over second place Zachary Robichon. And here comes Steven Simpson. He will cross the start-finish line. Claiming the win for the number 30, Chris Wright and the Extreme Speed Motorsport team victorious once again, extending Chris Wright's championship lead with one round remaining in the championship. Steven Simpson, ultimate plug-and-play accessory. I think this just proved him a little bit stronger. And as for plug-and-play accessories, how about James French? He got drafted into the performance tech team, the MPC class, never had driven one of these cars before at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park back in July. Went on with Howard Jacobs in the number 77 to claim victory there. They asked him if he wanted to do it again at Virginia International Raceway. And when it looked like it was going to be a fifth place finish before the caution came out, James French said, no, that won't work. I would like to win. Thank you very much. And that's exactly what he has just done. Two for two for James French and Howard Jacobs in the number 77. A win for Performance Tech Motorsport on a weekend when they really need it. First and third for that team. What an emotional day. Yeah, that's a great effort by, by, that, uh, that, by that team. Uh, you know, Howard did a super job to, to keep that car into contention. Howard Jacobs yeah. from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that was uh, his first win last time out. And uh, to come away with another one here, he'll be just thrilled. But uh, hats off there to James French. He had to get the job done in the closing stages. You know, the, the first time he'd ever driven this sort of a car was in a race weekend at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. And he only got the opportunity because the Ibsen WeatherTech Sports Car Championship car that he was planning on driving was withdrawn at the last minute. 
Uh, but uh, Howard said, hey, come and share the car with me. They did. They won. Jeremy, I'll give you an opportunity to do the math to figure out who is where in the championship while I run down the uh, standings. Steven Simpson and Chris Wright in the number 30 bring it home on top with a new sponsor on the car for this weekend and a bunch of their sponsored guests here. So it is the perfect way to justify bringing somebody new on board. It's Zachary Robichon and Dean Baker in the number four for Ansa Motorsports who come home second. And in third overall, Scott Andrews. What a show that Australian young yeah. man put on in the number 51, sharing with Rob Hodas. Uh, and that'll be enough for Rob Hodas to take the lead in the Masters Championship going into the final weekend. He came in four points behind Jim Garrett, but Jim with the various spins uh, <laughs> will lose a bit of ground there. In the overall now, a big lead for Chris Wright going into the final round at the Petit Le Mans weekend at Road Atlanta. He came in with a 13-point edge over Austin McCusker. Uh, uh, TJ Fisher driving that car with Austin McCusker wasn't able to find a way past Ben Waddell on that last lap. Ben Waddell, of course, is a teammate to the number 30 car of Chris Wright. So there'll now be an extra 10 points. That's 23-point edge for Chris Wright going into the final round of the championship. And uh, really all he's going to have to do is start that race to be assured of the of the championship at Road Atlanta. Jeremy Shaw and Shea Adam took us through the penultimate round of the IMSA Prototype Challenge presented by Mazda. Petit Le Mans, Motul Petit Le Mans, Road Atlanta, first weekend in October, the championships, second weekend in October, it will, the championships will be decided there and it brings to an end a packed day of racing here at VIR what a great way to finish the team are very tired out and we're going to let them go now and enjoy a reminiscence of a fantastic race for the IMSA prototype challenge thanks to all the crew here and further afield we'll be back with more for the IMSA prototype challenge later in the year at Petit Le Mans from everyone here bye bye for now this programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.